James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. As we head into a new year, what is the spiritual outlook for America? We are going to boldly declare the truth of the Word of God for generations to come, and we're excited to see what God's going to do in 2022. As we begin the year of our Lord 2022, we look at the challenges and opportunities ahead on today's Truths That Transform. Happy New Year and welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. As we begin 2022 and with January being the month the President of the United States traditionally delivers his State of the Union message, we today consider the spiritual state of our nation. What does the upcoming year hold for America, and what must Christians do to meet the challenges? Later in this program, Dr. Kennedy will give us a charge to carry forward in this new year. And we begin with a look at the current spiritual state of the nation. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb brings us this special report. We live in an era when the spiritual state of the nation is at a low ebb, but it's not anything that we haven't faced before. The reality is, as the church goes, so goes the nation. But the truth is, as the pastor goes, so goes the church. Far too many churches are pastored by men who have lost their way. They no longer are standing on biblical issues. And consequently, the morality of our country has, has been lowered to a standard unlike anything in my lifetime, and that's engendering hate and potential violence. We need to recognize that future generations are going to look at us and say, what did you do? And you know what? I want to be able to tell my kids, grandkids, future generations, that I stood for what I knew was right. I want to walk around heaven and have people walk up to me and say, thank you for telling me about Jesus. Thank you for making it possible for me to have a Christian life. There's a lot to be excited and hopeful about, but make sure you got your priorities where they need to be. You know, you can say, well, am I famous or rich? And you know, the world worries about that. Ask yourself, am I walking in my faith? Am I being the man of God, the woman of God that I'm called to be according to the word of God? As we consider the spiritual state of the nation, we see there are many challenges facing the church today. But challenges could also be viewed as opportunities for greater service for Christ. So many groups declare loudly they're out of the closet. Most Christians I know live in the closet. And an in-the-closet Christian is somebody who's like, well, faith, can't talk about it at work, can't talk about it in the community, can't talk about it at school. I think I'm going to just die and go to heaven, but keep it to myself, and we live in the closet. It's time for Christians to come out of the closet, lovingly, graciously, with a good spirit, but let folks know where you stand. Consider some of the issues we face today, beginning with the issue of life. 
Recently, the Supreme Court heard the most serious challenge against Roe v. Wade in decades. This is a case out of Mississippi that would essentially ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Killing a child at any age is wrong, uh, but to empower the state to protect at least more babies um, is a step in the right direction. I'm hopeful that the court will be intellectually honest and courageous and do the right thing, which is to undo the disaster that is Roe v. Wade and all of its subsequent um, precedent. I think we're going to see hysteria from the radical pro-abortion fringe. Um, they, abortion has become a kind of religion to some in this country, where it is sort of the, the, the mark of whether or not women are free and whether or not we can prosper, which is such a tragedy and injustice to see our empowerment and advancement through the lens of killing the necessary, you know, somehow we have to kill a child to succeed, to achieve our dreams. It's encouraging that the court would even take this case in light of the many challenges against life from the current administration. I think from a pro-life perspective, the Biden administration um, is making the most extreme advancements for abortion that we've ever seen in history. And we knew they were going to do that. We had the blueprint from them that they wanted government-funded, insurance-funded abortion with zero restrictions. And within the first six months, they're already moving on all those issues. The life issue is winning in America. And despite opposition by the Biden administration uh, and, and those in Washington uh, in, the, in the Senate and the Congress, we're, we're seeing wins all over the states uh, on the life issue. And that is great cause for uh, encouragement. An area of concern for the spiritual state of the nation is the infiltration of the Marxist view of critical race theory. If you're white, by definition, you're automatically racist, according to that theory. The old definition of racist had to do with one individual's racism toward another. Um, what these individuals are arguing and what CRT is arguing is that racism is ingrained in and embedded in the systems and structures of our culture. Therefore, for you to personally strive not to be racist is for you to ignore these systems and structures and to allow them to persist. What we have to do is we have to tear down the racist systems and structures. This is what critical theory is all about. It is revolutionary overthrow. That's why you don't reform the police, you defund the police. That is why we are witnessing the uh, targeting of the American past and various structures of American society today. The riots uh, in the summer of 2020, that wasn't just pent up rage exploding and breaking out. It was from lockdowns and and various people in evil ways, in many cases, uh, responding to, to different events, shootings and so on. That was also, in terms of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, a cold-blooded targeting of the American public order with the goal of creating destabilization and ultimately dismantling of these systemic bodies, these systemic structures that bear within them racism. And so, yeah, that was chaotic and wild, but it was also planned out and forethought. And we've got to recognize just what is headed our way today. A major challenge hampering the church's influence is the lack of a clear Christian world and life view on the part of so many professing Christians. 
As Christians, we all know that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And, we, and that's obvious and clear because otherwise, why would God have bothered to die, to sacrifice himself, if there are many other ways to God? And yet, our survey found that over 60, about two-thirds of born-again Protestants under the age of 40, they believe this question. Are Muhammad, Buddha, and Jesus equally valid ways to heaven? Two-thirds of born-again Protestants said yes. That statement is true. And you makes you wonder, well, why did you choose Jesus then? Millennial evangelicals, half of them will say that evangelism is the imposition of my opinions on others. Well, first, that evangelical millennial has grown up in a culture that says all truth is opinion. Even biblical truth is opinion. The Bible is a diary of religious experience. It's my truth, but I have no right to force it on you. And at the end of the day, uh, Jesus didn't say, I'm the way, the opinion, and the life. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way. His key opens every door, but it's the only key that does. There's no question, however, that taking a stand for Christ in today's culture will require fortitude. The opponents in the culture war are saying, we're going to call you names. We're going to shout you. We're going to, we're going to dox you. We're going to call you a bigot. And because people don't have the courage, because institutions don't have the courage, they're literally caving on what it means to be human being. And so they're moving at light speed away from nature, biology, common sense, and the collective wisdom of human history. Not to mention God's design, uh, which is evident in, in nature. I disagree. I'm not going to bend my knee to this fiction that you're promoting. That's kind of open season right now in terms of uh, wolves testing the fences of the city of God and entering it, frankly. And there just are not that many watchmen on the wall who are even attempting to spot those wolves and spot those problematic ideologies that try to take us captive. So I'm no self-appointed prophet, at least I shouldn't be, but in the last several years, I've seen a lack of clarity and a lack of conviction and frankly, a lack of courage on moral and theological matters that are facing the church and not just facing it, trying to enter it and I believe, in a satanic sense, derail the church, take the church captive. At least anyone Satan can take captive, he wants to. Colossians 2.8. There's an undercurrent of division that apart from true revival cannot be bridged. That's why believers need to be praying diligently for that kind of revival to come. But often revival comes with pain, and there may be some true pain that has to be endured to get to the other side for the healing of the nation. New Year's is a benchmark of time, a turning point between the past and the future. We live in anxious times, but God has a plan for how you live and what you focus on in 2022 that will help you live effectively and joyously in this new year. Dr. D. James Kennedy shares more in his message, When Past and Future Collide. The Apostle Paul was not only an incomparable theologian, a master missionary strategist, but he was also a master at the art of living. By any conceivable measure, his life was 
one of the most successful, victorious, triumphant lives that has ever been lived by any mere human being. And today, as part of his legacy of successful living, he leaves us a magnificent secret, perhaps the greatest secret that we can ever learn for happy, peaceful, serene life. In the great text where he says, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now what Paul is teaching us here and what the Bible teaches us in numerous other places, which is so critical a lesson for us to learn, is this, that although each one of us lives his life in the three spheres of the past, the present, and the future, the truth is we can only live in the present. If you can imagine two gigantic millstones, hundreds of feet high, swinging on either side of you and me, the past and the future. We live in a very narrow, fragile moment of today, now. And as soon as we come in contact with the past or the future, our lives are ground to pieces because the past and the future will effectively destroy both our bodies and our minds. Dr. William Ausler was one of the greatest physicians of the early part of this century. He organized the famed Johns Hopkins Medical School. He became Regis Professor of Medicine at Oxford and was the most famous physician of his day. Yet he lived a life of serenity and peace. People often wondered how. He said that he had learned a great lesson while crossing the Atlantic on a huge steamship. He was on the bridge talking to the captain, and the captain told him about a mechanism whereby if he pushed this button, steel doors would close all up and down the ship, closing it off into small, watertight compartments. And he began to think that that was an important secret of life. If we are going to be successful in life, we must, he said, learn to live in day-tight compartments. We must learn to live in day-tight compartments. We must learn to live in the day in which we are living and not let the past or the future grind our bodies and minds to pieces. You see, the problem is caused by sin. When sin entered into the world and into our lives, what happened is that it haunts the past with the ghosts of guilt. Others of you look to the future, and because of sin and its guilt in the past, now there is this nemesis which pursues you. There is this matter of fear and worry 
and anxiety about what the future holds. It is a terrible thing, wondering what is going to befall you. When you think about the fact that both worry and anxiety, though one comes from the Anglo-Saxon, the other from the Latin, they both come ultimately from the same root that means to choke, to strangle. How many people there are who try to make it through their everyday lives while out of the past there is a bony hand that is reaching out and strangling them by the throat, a hand of guilt, a hand that will not give them any peace. And at the same time, another bony hand reaches out of the future and strangles them as well a hand of worry and fear and anxiety. And so they go through their lives trying to live successful, productive, fruitful lives while the very life and joy is being strangled out of them. We must ask what can be done about them. Well, wonder of wonders, Christ, who is always the answer to the great problems of life, comes to us with a wondrous solution. He totally transforms the past, the present, and the future. He transforms the past by paying for our sins and taking away our guilt so that all of our sin is buried in the depths of the sea and that he will remember our sins against us no more. And he says to us, go in peace. Thy sins be forgiven. And the corrosive acids of guilt are dissolved by the blood of Christ. And he looks into the future. And he takes away our fears and our anxieties and our worries. And he promises that he will work all things together for good to those that trust him and love him. He tells us to cast all of our cares upon him, for he careth for us. I watched some people surfing in the great huge waves of, of Hawaii. And what a thrilling thing that must be to mount one of those gigantic waves and to ride excitedly, thrillingly onto the beach. My friends, faith is a great and audacious act. Faith steps out upon the surfboard of God's promise and rides it with great audacity in. I challenge you to take him as his promise. That's what he wants to do. Be anxious for nothing. Go in peace, your sins are forgiven. Rejoice, and again I say rejoice. There are some of you that are tumbling your way through life on the bottom. Rather than riding victoriously on the waves above. All of the difference lies in that surfboard of his promise, whereby faith, we cast ourselves boldly, say, Lord, 
I am going to take you at your word. I am going to believe your promise that you're going to work all things together for my good. And I am going to go through life rejoicing. What a wonderful secret of life that is. May God grant that each of us may master it for ourselves. Jesus asks us, which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? It's a rhetorical question, of course, because the answer is none of us. Instead, we live the time we have been allotted with faith in the goodness and sovereignty of Almighty God. But our God also calls upon us to obey him and to be salt and light to the culture around us. Our aim as a ministry is to proclaim biblical truth on issues where our nation has fallen into disobedience so that people may be saved and may find joy in living out God's design. Which issues in America concern you the most right now? I invite you to take our 2022 Spiritual and Constitutional State of the Nation survey so that we can know which issues you most want us to address. And we'll communicate your concerns to leaders in Washington as we share the results with lawmakers and key media outlets. From critical race theory being taught in the schools to abortion, from the national debt to vaccine mandates, there are a host of concerns out there. And we want to hear from you on which are the most important to you. Get your survey, fill it out, and send it back to us as quickly as possible. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. And if you are able to give a generous donation when you get your Spiritual State of the Nation survey, we will send you the fascinating book, Who is the King in America? by historian William J. Federer as our thanks. This is a crucial book for the time in which we live. You know as well as I that the Supreme Court has handed down fiats for decades. And a certain doctor in Washington has been, in many cases, determining whether your business can be open and how many people you can let in the door. There are even Christians who will say that we must do whatever the government tells us to do, citing Romans 13. But a crucial question is often left unanswered. Who is the king? Who is the ruler, the authority in America? Failure to answer this question properly is one of the main sources of our trouble today. In this book, our friend Bill Federer takes a historical deep dive showing the uniqueness of the American experiment in self-rule and how we risk losing it unless we understand the basis for it. Who is the King in America by William J. Federer is a vital book that every Christian should read. And we'll send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to proclaim the liberating truth of God's word to our land. 
And if you've watched and enjoyed this program for some time, I want you to know we're delighted to have you as a viewer and friend. If you've never given to this nationwide media outreach, let me invite you to consider making your first-time gift now. Partner with D. James Kennedy Ministries as we launch into what may be a very challenging year in America. Help us proclaim God's Word and defend your freedom to help you stand firm in a time of testing. And no matter what, please be sure to contact us right away to get your 2022 Spiritual State of the Nation survey. Get it, fill it out, and return it to us as quickly as possible so that we can know what you are most concerned about and share the survey results with Washington. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. What are you living for in the new year? What goals and aspirations will drive you forward in 2022? If you name the name of Jesus Christ, I want to issue you a New Year's challenge. To be a Christian is to be in Christ and to put Him and His will above all. Does that describe you? Often I have met people who claim that Jesus is there all in all, only to discover later that their Christianity doesn't show up much in their lives. A recent comprehensive survey from Probe Ministries found that only one in 20 people who say they've made a commitment to Christ and will go to heaven when they die actually attended church at least twice a month, considered their faith as strongly important in their daily life, prayed multiple times per day, and read their Bible daily. My friend, when we come to Jesus Christ in faith and repentance, our sins are forgiven and we are saved from the wrath of God once and for all. But as the Protestant reformers noted, while we are justified by faith alone, we are not justified by a faith that is alone. The Bible puts it this way, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. If we believe we are born again, but then there is no growth in Christ, we are stunted. Something is deeply wrong. Good works are the fruit, the outworking of our faith. They are not the root of it. But when there's little fruit in our lives, it's usually an indication that the root is dead. So let me ask you again, what are you living for in 2022? Heed the words of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who said, whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever will find his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. 
I'm Frank Wright. May God give you a blessed new year. And here's a look at the next truths that transform. What we are seeing is that the noose is tightening around those with a conservative, Christian, biblical worldview. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.